Welcome, America. Fasten your seatbelts. This is The Jay Sheldon Show. The Fed Boys are back. And once again, nobody's buying it. This Biden-Abbott thing, Texas and the U.S. government, it's getting spicy. And a digital detox. For enough money, would you give up all your digital stuff for a while? That's a cool question, and we're going to ask that coming up later on. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It's Monday, Monday morning. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it was a great weekend. We had a lot of fun. We went out with uh, Miko and had some fun. She had a great weekend. And uh, yeah, it was it was cool. With with not, not a lot going on in the news, although a couple things just broke. In fact, one of them I had to stick in at the last minute, um, having to do with January sixth. But uh, we'll talk about that briefly coming up in a bit, and lots more coming up all on today's show. Welcome in. It is a Monday morning. If you're watching us live. Please don't forget to hit that thumbs up button and the follow button. It really helps the show out and it's absolutely free for you. All you need to do is sign up for a Rumble account. You don't have to post videos. You don't have to start a live show. You can if you want, but just get an account so you can do things like hit the follow button, the thumbs up, and also take part in our live chat. We're always watching that. Anything you want to say or add to the show or comment about, Feel free. We appreciate it. We're welcoming you to take part of the show. We want to hear from you. That's why we're here. We're here for you. All right. We're also here to tell you about one of our great sponsors. Just give me a minute here to talk about Blackout Coffee. They're amazing. They are an American company that cares about our values. Not just that, but more importantly, they make a cup of coffee that will knock your socks off. Folks, that brown water crap you've been pouring down your gullet just ain't going to cut it. <clears throat> Once you try Blackout Coffee, which is fresh roasted coffee, they're not just brewing coffee. At Blackout, they're creating an experience. Rich, velvety, robust, full-flavored blend that is never bitter. Awaken your senses. All kinds of great flavored beans there, too. They are meticulously sourced from local co-ops and American farmers. That's what's the important part. Not just the fact this coffee is amazing, but the fact that it helps to support our troops, our first responders, our American values, honesty, integrity, tradition. That's what Blackout Coffee is all about. They are dedicated to you and this country Zero tolerance on taste or quality. No compromise there at all. Check out Blackout Coffee. The link is in our show notes down there. And you too can help support this American company and get yourself a new blend of coffee that is absolutely amazing. Brutal Awakening, Morning Reaper, Espresso, Signature Blends, Partner Roasts, Flavored Coffees. If you use coffee pods, They've got those too. They also have a great line of premium, premium teas and hot cocos. If you're heavy duty like me into coffee, you can get a five pound bag. That'll last you a while. And you know this small roasting process they use? What that means is when you order and only when you order, then within 48 hours, they roast your beans few days to get them to you and you've got fresh roasted beans right at your doorstep ready to brew into the most incredible coffee, cup of coffee you've ever tasted it really is just that good i drink it on the show i drink it in the morning i drink it in the middle of the day <clears throat> whenever <laughs> mm. because it's that amazing Blackout Coffee. Use the link in our show notes and don't forget at checkout a promo code we got you. J20, J A Y 20 is the promo code for 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee. All right. 
Hey, thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being a part of the show. Really, please do help support this show. And uh, go pick up a bag of beans over there. Try it out. You'll be amazed. You really, really will be amazed at the difference fresh roasted beans make. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. The Patriot Front, or as we like to call them, the Fed Front. A group called the Patriot Front, I'm sure you've heard of them. They are... They did, rather, march down towards the World Trade Center in Manhattan. About 90 to 100 individuals who call themselves the Patriot Front, right-wing organization, numerous sightings reported from the subways into the Oculus Mall, and now towards the 9-11 World Trade Center. <clears throat> New York City police officers say they, are, they were keeping an eye on them. But this group of basically feds <coughs> are not fooling anybody. No one has ever thought they were anything other than feds. Here they are, all in their little uniforms, with their faces covered, the little banners. <coughs> Nobody can seem to figure out who they are, where they come from. But seriously, this is such a Fed operation. Here, take a look at, take a listen to this. Now, so far, these people just basically show up. <laughs> look at this poll. These people just basically show up, protest, and move on. By the way, there was video coverage of some of their trucks when they were loading up to head out. All the license tags were covered. Now, first of all, if I'm not mistaken, that's against the law. Maybe unless you're a Fed. But, uh, yeah. They had all their license plates covered because people are trying to actually track this down and figure out exactly who these people are. Uh, here they are. <laughs> yeah, Bud Light. <laughs> Some of these replies on these posts are great, but uh, you've, you've seen it before. Take a look. Here is a, a poll that was conducted on X. How many people think they're feds? 65%. <laughs> I love this. Got to think hard about that one. So anyway, they were doing their thing again. Nobody's buying it. Everybody knows they're feds. They're not fooling anybody. And yet, for some whack-ass reason, they continue to do these marches. Come on, guys. Really? Well, Elon Musk has gotten involved, and he says... Enough of the bullshit. Elon Musk has called for the unmasking of the Patriot Front. He says, and it's true, just follow them. Seems like they should be followed or unmasked, Musk said. Huh. On Sunday, yesterday, he called for members of the Patriot Front organization to be unmasked and question and it's a great question. Why doesn't the media, he said, or the government, but they are government, so they're not going to do that. But why doesn't the media care about who these people are? They like to brand them as right-wing extremists. So if you're so into getting rid of all the right-wing extremists, how difficult would it be to follow a couple of these guys home? Ex-user Wall Street Silver theorized the fact the legacy media shows zero curiosity about unmasking these fools tells us 100% that they are federal agents 
or paid stooges of one of the agencies at the worst. Amreb. Welcome in, Amreb. Thanks for your American flags on the uh, live chat there. Appreciate it. Thanks for the view in. Appreciate that. Be sure you hit the follow button, but thank you for uh, for your American flags. I pop those in at the start of uh, almost every show. Thanks for doing that, too. Appreciate it. All right. Anyway, Elon says, yeah, do it. Follow them. Find out who they are. Representative Th uh, Thomas Massey said they were on their way to the pipe bomb workshop. <laughs> uh, yeah, likely. Marauder Magazine shared a video from BG on the scene, showed the Patriot Front group getting into their cars and leaving the area Saturday. And like I said, what I tell you right there, all the license plates on all the vehicles from this Patriot Front were blank. Yep, there you go. But you know, seriously, why doesn't somebody in the news media just follow these people? They don't hide, they hide their faces, but they're not, I mean, they, they park out on the street, they have blank license plates, jump in their trucks and head off. Somebody needs to get on that. Seriously. All right, here's the one I said that broke just a few hours ago. But um, it has to do with January 6th. Big, big story. Just broke. Thanks to new House Speaker Mike Johnson, whom I am thoroughly unimpressed with. Uh, the Blaze has gotten permission to release CCTV footage that proves without a shadow of a doubt that a member of Nancy Pelosi's security detail, Special Agent David Lazarus, perjured himself on the stand during the Oath Keepers trial. Lazarus brought in to corroborate another Capitol Police officer's account in which they claimed he'd antagonistic encounter with the Oath Keepers. Footage, however, of Lazarus proves he lied. That would be called mm, perjury. These lies spread unquestionably by the media, all over, all media. Democrat politicians used the lies to basically put people in prison where they sit today. These literally political prisoners in the United States. Ruining their lives, ruining their families' lives. Their attorneys and the accused had absolutely no access to this footage when they were being tried. None. It was hidden from them. Imagine that. Harry Dunn made a hero by Joe Biden and Pelosi as a result of his and David Lazarus's false testimony. Innocent people are in prison. The proof is right there. It's from The Blaze. There is a link in our show notes. This is an eight-minute video. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but just to give you a taste. Lazarus. 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 David Lazarus, special agent, Nancy Pelosi's head of security. Did Pelosi's security chief perjure himself? On the very night of the release of this story, the House has voted to oust the Speaker. We lost our Speaker of the House. The moment McCarthy, his seat was vacated, I lost my ability to release the video. We were given permission to use a single screenshot. Therefore, the Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana, duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives. Of course, now we have a new Speaker in place. We now have permission to release the video. So there you go. And it's being released. So follow the blaze over there on X. Very interesting story. 
There are people, political prisoners in the United States, rotting in a jail cell, a prison cell, right now over perjured testimony. <coughs> this has to stop. This is insane. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got something in my throat. It won't go away. Blackout coffee's not helping. It tastes good, but I, you know that thing when you get a little tickle right there and it won't go away? That's exactly what I've got, which is a pain in the ass for people who talk for a living like me. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, by the way, um, those of you who may or may not know, because I haven't talked about it in quite a while, <clears throat> I do voices for radio, television commercials, film, animated series. Uh, we, did, we did the part of Cliff in No Straight Roads, which is a cool video game. It was a big hit around the world. And I played the part of Cliff. <clears throat> there is a new, from the same company, there's a new game. I cannot say anything more about it than that, but I am playing one of the characters. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be very exciting. And when I can talk about it, I will, trust me. But uh, we have one of our final recording sessions tomorrow, so it should be, it should be cool. It'll be a lot of fun. I love doing this stuff. It's great. I, again, like I said, I'll tell you about it when I can. Right now, I'm under a uh, a non-disclosure agreement, so <clears throat> I'll be not disclosing anything. Dana White. You know, I run hot and cold on this guy. I'm not a big UFC fan, but, eh, you know, a lot of people are into it. Well, Dana White shut down a woke Canadian journalist in about the best way possible. These clowns are becoming completely unhinged. And I loves it. Take a listen to this guy, Dana White, and this idiot reporter. You obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia. Like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm... like Free speech. When... Control what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, uh, probably a good idea. You just, that's ridiculous to say I give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want. If there you go. There you go. Gotta love this guy. Free speech, no leashes. Just sticking this reporter right back in his spot. A reporter obviously trying to start something which doesn't exist. And Dana White just said, nope, not going there. Ain't happening. Love this. That clip is in our show notes. You can check it out if you want to share it with your friends. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, our border again, back in the news. As you know, Governor Greg Abbott from Texas has been doing everything and anything he can to give a big to the Biden administration, who are doing everything they can to rip down the walls and invite everybody and anybody who wants to into this country unchecked, unaccounted for, and completely illegally. It's a plan the Biden administration has. Obviously, they're looking to replace voters. It's go no, don't even go there. You know that's exactly what they're doing. But imagine this. He's sent in the National Guard from Texas. Not only that, but he's also given law enforcement officers in Texas the ability to arrest people who are, are here illegally. Previously, it had to be Border Patrol, ICE, whoever that did this, the feds. Now, Abbott has actually authorized his local law enforcement officers to enforce the law. Ooh, there's an idea. So what happens 
when the feds show up and a place is being guarded by the Texas National Guard, everybody's got guns. Where's that going to go? Man. I got that story. We're going to talk about it in just a second. Amreb, hey, he says, I did hit the follow button. Thank you, Amreb. Uh, I hope you do well. We need more people like us to be a voice. You are exactly right. Hat tip to you and a thank you and a hearty hi-ho. Yeah, good to have you along. Thank you very much for that. Really do appreciate it. All right, here we go. There's the story. It's from the Daily Caller. Biden and Abbott have set the stage for one of the biggest state versus feds immigration fights in more than a decade. The feud between the Biden oatmeal brain administration and the state of Texas over our southern border, our wide open southern border, has set the stage for one of the biggest immigration fights in more than a decade. He has his authorities seize city property along the southern border, arresting migrants crossing illegally for trespassing. Federal government has vocally opposed. Now, think about this. Abbott, the governor of Texas, tells his law enforcement people that if you see people breaking the law and trespassing, arrest them and the federal government is opposed to that uh, what now in the past courts have said that states have a rather limited role to play when it comes to enforcing immigration laws Texas finally has stood up. And by the way, New Mexico, Arizona, California, no, California, forget it, lost cause. <clears throat> Where are you? Is Abbott the only one with a set of cojones big enough that I actually do this? Apparently, I mean, you know, Arizona, of course, has stolen an election there for governor anywhere. She's an illegitimate governor. Carrie Lake is the governor of Arizona, should be. But this is insane. And the fighting continues. And it's going to continue. There are going to be lawsuits. But somebody, potentially, is going to get hurt. You got... National Guard, Texas law enforcement, you've got federal boys, everybody's got big guns, and everybody thinks they're in the right. Somebody is going to get hurt. It's not going to stop either. What do you say, Amreb? I wouldn't trust Johnson to sell me a car with a hundred year full warranty. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I, I had hope for this guy in the beginning. It was a, a very different voice to that last nut job we had in there. But as it turns out, politics is politics. And you know what? I've said it before. I'm not stealing from my dear friend Dan Bongino. He said it first, but he's exactly right. Do not fall in love with politicians outcomes, what they get accomplished. I don't care what color you are, who you sleep with, what your title is, how many years you've been in the job. I don't care how well your hair looks. Doesn't matter to me. What I care about are outcomes. What are you going to do to make a difference? And that should be in line with our conservative values, not this democratic left-wing bullshit. Outcomes, not politicians. How about this? <laughs> Speaking of outcomes, shady outcomes, this is from the uh, Gateway Pundit. Man, this did not go well. Professor and election expert, Jay Halderman, hacked into a Dominion voting machine using 
only a pen, a pen, and was able to change votes. Now, did he do this in some public forum? Oh, no. He did it in open court. Oh, yeah. Right in front of Judge Totenberg. This expert, election expert, hacks into a Dominion voting machine using a pen. After speaking with an election integrity expert, Garland Favorito discovered the courtroom display was a lot more serious than we originally thought. He demonstrated in court how Dominion machines are hacked and their tabulations are altered. In June of last year, Federal District Court, Northern District of Georgia, unsealed a 96-page Halderman report. Georgia Secretary of State Rafsenberger had been hiding that report. We told you, we did this story last week. For two years, he sat his ass on this report and hid it from the public. Jay Halderman, security research assistant professor Drew Sering Seringal, collaborated on the report where they discovered a lot of exploitable vulnerabilities in the Dominion Voting System's ImageCast X system. Now this Judge Amy Todenberg, who is so far left, she's out of sight far left, sealed and covered up the results. The report confirmed votes can be altered in the Dominion voting machines. In fact, the report revealed the Dominion software is vulnerable and can be hacked. There's a copy of the press release right there from the security analysis of their marking devices. It's huge. God, it goes on forever. <coughs> anyway, this guy is in court, and right in front of this judge, he takes a pen, hacks into the voting machine, and changes the votes. Mm. most secure election ever. Arizona's fake election. Also, it's not just Georgia. Arizona's another one. The Arizona audit has confirmed. Here we go. You see that all the blocks are falling. The dominoes are falling, folks. Katie Hobbs utilized her single greatest crime of 2020 for the 2022 election. 25% of all 2020 mail-in ballots equaling 420,000, almost 421,000 out of 1.9 million confirmed to have no signature match and that's just in Maricopa County. Just in Maricopa County. <laughs> Take a look. Got a bunch of videos for you. Here's Carrie Lake. Talked about signature verification has been that third rail in Maricopa County. You can't touch it, you can't talk about it. And that was really the line in the sand that the county drew during the Arizona audit. And it's not difficult to see why they don't want us looking at those signatures, because guess what? They don't match. So signature verification is a process by which you take the voter uh, ballot envelope and compare it to the affidavit in order to determine whether it's a legitimate vote. So there are two areas that we looked at that we want to share with you today. The first one is the signature verification of 2020 and how that relates to 2022. 420,987 ballot envelopes failed signature verification in the 2020 election. 
The system was never repaired. And because of that, those same issues that caused the massive amount of failures was still in existence in the 2020 election. In the, the which, 2022? In the 2022 election, which is. There you go. They found it. It happened in 2020. They did absolutely F all nothing about it. Same thing, same system. Nearly a half a million with no signature matches, didn't do any fixes, and 2022 rejected a quarter million vote attempts. So, you still want to tell me that Kerry Lake is not the actual legitimate governor of Arizona? But you know what? It's fine. It's fine because she's moved on to bigger and better things. She's running for senator. I think there may even be a presidential. Uh, you know, I don't think this time around, but she wouldn't make a bad VP choice. She really wouldn't make a bad vice president choice for Trump. Mm. All right. The CDC knows stuff, and they're not telling you, and it's on purpose. The CDC has a system in place to put out warnings when there are imminent dangers to our health. It's called the Health Alert Network. It's a national program. It's run by the CDC. And the whole idea behind this is to put, you know, like an amber alert when children go missing. Same kind of thing. It puts out a national alert to the American public whenever they feel it's necessary. You've seen health warnings now and then come out in the newspapers and on television and online. This is scary. The video link is in our show notes. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but this is scary. More than scary. This right here is something called the Health Alert Network. It's go. a national program that's run by the CDC in order to provide health alerts to the American public whenever necessary. And so every once in a while, I'm sure that you've seen the headlines warning us about certain drug recalls, certain salmonella outbreaks, uh, dangerous chemicals being found in consumer products. Now I'm going to skip uh, ahead here to the areas. important part. All these alerts, they come from the CDC and get disseminated to the broader populace via the Health Alert Network myocarditis, an alert which they never sent out. And so this is all to say that this alert, it did not just magically appear. It came as a result of about six months worth of data showing myocarditis to be a serious safety signal for the vaccine. And despite publicly acknowledging that the number of reports of myocarditis in the VAERS system was higher than expected, specifically for young people, well, it didn't really seem to matter. Just a week after drafting this particular alert, well, the CDC went ahead and they advised the country to keep vaccinating everyone eligible, meaning at that point, all Americans 12 years and up. And this alert, well, you can say that it just got thrown into the dustbin of history, only to be uncovered three years later by our reporters here at the Epic Times. There you go. They had an alert. They knew there was a problem and they buried it. The reporters at Epic Times uncovered it. Not only did they bury the alert about the dangers of this clot shot, they kept encouraging people to take it. This is the evil that exists right now, running our country. And the who continues. This unelected batch of morons who think they're going to control our lives they are doing everything they can to prep for this disease X bullcrap. They are calling for this pandemic treaty. That agreement can help us to prepare for the future in a better way. You know, ever since this pandemic of COVID happened, 
That's all we hear about. It's all we talk about. The next one, the next one, the next one. What happened to the last few hundred years of pandemics? Giant diseases? I know for a lot of those hundreds of years, we didn't have a way of inter-country traveling very easily, etc. But seriously, now that they found, so look at this idiot, now that they found a way to control us, now they've done their giant experiment to see if we all would put masks on and line up for a clot shot in our arms, and it was hugely successful by, by these people. Now that they found out, everyone will just line up Give me a booster. Give me another one. Thank you, Daddy. Can I have some more? Let me put five masks on. Now they realize those people will follow whatever they say. They're just going to keep on doing it. This Tedros Director General for the WHO is encouraging global leaders to sign this bullcrap treaty, which basically takes away every bit of right you have to say what's going to happen for your health and hands it over to this moron. Please use that link in our show notes. Contact your representative and tell them how you feel. Do something before it's too late. And folks, it's coming down to the wire. They're going to start signing this crap. You're going to be committed to it. And there is very, very little way you're going to be able to get out of it. It is a very scary proposition. Are you addicted to your phone? How addicted are you? Not just let's even say your phone, but let's focus on the phone for a minute. You have that thing in your hands 24-7? You know, my phone, which is a Samsung, I use an Android. Um, once a week, it gives me this report on how much time I spent on my phone and what apps I was on for how long. Now, I do a lot of research for this show. I plow through all kinds of stories to find the few that I think are interesting and maybe not so much covered by everybody else. So we give you kind of a different angle. We find some stuff maybe you haven't seen. We cover the big, big stuff. But we also cover a bunch of the little wacky things that we find along the way that are important. They just don't get enough uh, headline time. So yeah, it's always frightening to me when I see this report from Samsung that tells me how much time I've spent where on my phone. Well, the Washington Examiner has a great article. Less stress, better focus. People to be paid to lock up their smartphones for a month. Yep. There's a yogurt company. This is so cool. Great idea. You should try this. A yogurt company called Siggy's. They're hosting what's called a digital detox to pay people <clears throat> to stay off their smartphones for a month. I couldn't do it. I'm telling you right up front, I admit, no way. I could not do this. And the incentives are pretty good. They're looking for 10 applicants to receive a smartphone lockbox, flip phone, one-month prepaid SIM card, and a reward that includes 60 cups of their yogurt and 
You ready? $10,000. Holy crap. No purchase necessary, but the applicants are expected to make their case for participation. Less stress, better focus, more free time. They're challenging you to give up your smartphone for a month, and this is the benefits you will get. 60 cups of yogurt. I actually like yogurt. I don't drink enough or eat enough. A month prepaid SIM card. Good old-fashioned flip phone. Smartphone lockbox. And, like I said, $10,000 in cash. That's insane. Less stress, better focus. Well, congratulations to the crazy folks at Siggy's Yogurt. I couldn't do it. I, I, you know, I could use 10 grand. That's for damn sure. In a heartbeat. Could I do this challenge? Not possible. Absolutely not possible. Between work, everything else, there is just simply no possible way I could or would ever for a month that's a long time okay one more before we continue on with Treasure Island our book and we always end with something that's uh, kind of wacky or wanky or weird or awe-inspiring this even if you're not into golf this <laughs> is truly amazing. Watch this shot. Skips across the water, up onto the green. All the way around the back side of the flag. It's like it's under remote control. And watch, bloop in the cup that is insane seriously I'm I played golf for a little while I kind of sucked at it but it was fun I enjoyed it but that this guy needs to hit the casinos next I don't know who that is there's no credit for who this uh, golfer is but man that's a hell of a shot lucky shot I don't think there was a whole lot of skill involved in that but I, maybe I don't know golf well enough alright you ready Treasure Island man Robert Louis Stevenson has written this adventure in our show notes by the way is a link to a documentary uh, about Robert Louis Stevenson let us know that this book may partly be an autobiography which makes it even more interesting. So we're getting towards the end. We're almost there. It's uh, Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. Red Oak 83. Hey, before we start, Red Oak 83, as a younger man, at least Patriot Front has a strength that mainstream conservatism, conservatism doesn't offer. You're not wrong, Red Oak 83. You are you are not wrong. I, I, like I said, I think they're just feds looking to cause trouble. So far, they haven't caused a lot of trouble. I have a feeling they may down the road. Don't know. Wait and see. Can't accuse them of something they haven't done. But, uh, yeah, you know, there they, there is something to be said for the organization and for somebody that got up off their ass and actually is doing something. So, See what? But thanks, Red Oak. Appreciate it. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. All right. Be sure you give us a, us a follow and a like there on the uh, buttons. Here we go. It's Treasure Island, Chapter 27. Wow, we almost are at the end. This chapter is called Pieces of Eight. Owing to the cant of the vessel, the masts hung far out over the water. And from my perch on the cross dress, I had nothing below me but the surface of the bay. Hans, who wasn't so far up, was, in consequence, nearer to the ship, 
fell between me and the bulwarks. He rose once to the surface in a lather of foam and blood and then sank again for good. As the water settled, I could see him lying huddled together on the clean, bright sand in the shallow of the vessel's sides. A fish or two whipped past his body. Sometimes by the quivering of the water, he appeared to move a little, as if he were trying to rise, but he was dead enough. For all that, being both shot and drowned, and was food for fish in the very place where he had designed my slaughter. I was no sooner certain of this than I began to feel sick, faint, terrified. The hot blood was running over my back and chest. The dirk where it had pinned my shoulder to the mast seemed to burn like a hot iron, yet it wasn't so much these real sufferings that distressed me. For these, it seemed to me, I could bear without a murmur. It, it was the horror I had upon my mind of falling from the cross tree into that still green water beside the body of the coxswain. I clung with both hands till my nails ached. I shut my eyes as if to cover up the peril. Gradually my mind came back again. My pulses quieted down to a more natural time, and I was once more in possession of myself. <coughs> it was my first thought to pluck forth the dirk, but either it stuck too hard or my nerve failed me. I desisted with a violent shudder. And oddly enough, this very shudder did the business the knife, in fact, had come to the nearest in the world to missing me altogether. It held me by a mere pinch of skin, and this the shudder tore away. The blood ran down faster, to be sure, but I was my own master again, and only tacked to the mast by my coat and shirt. These last I broke through with a sudden jerk, and then regain the deck by the starboard shrouds, for nothing in the world would have again ventured shaken as I was upon the overhanging port shrouds from which Israel had so lately fallen. I went below, did what I could for my wound, pained me a good deal, still bled freely, but it was neither deep nor dangerous nor did it greatly gall me when I used my arm. And then I looked around me, as the ship was now, in a sense, my own. I began to think of clearing it from its passenger, the dead O'Brien. He'd pitched, as I've said, against the bulwarks, where he lay like some horrid, ungainly sort of puppet. Life-size indeed, but how different from life's color or life's coldliness in that position, I could have easily had my way with him, and as the habit of tragical adventures had worn off almost all my terror for the dead, I took him by the waist, as if he'd been a sack of bran, and with one good heave, tumbled him overboard. He went in with a sounding plunge, the red cap came off, remained floating on the surface, and as soon as the splash subsided, I could see him and Israel lying side by side, both wavering with the tumultuous movement of the water. O'Brien, though still quite a young man, was very bald, and there he lay with that bald head across the knees of the man who killed him and the quick fishes steering to and fro over both. I was now alone on the ship. The tide had just turned, sun within so few degrees of setting that already the shadow of the pines upon the western shore began to reach right across the anchorage and fall in patterns on the deck. The evening breeze had sprung up, 
though it was well warded off by the hill with the two peaks upon the east, the cordage had begun to sing a little softly to itself, and the idle sails to rattle to and fro. I began to see a danger to the ship. The jibs I speedily doused and brought tumbling to the deck, but the mainsail was a hard matter. Of course, when the scooter canted over, the boom had swung outboard, and the cap of it, a foot or two of sail, hung even under water. I thought this made it still more dangerous, yet the strain was so heavy that I half feared to meddle. At last I got my knife and cut the halyards. The peak dropped instantly, a great belly of loose canvas floated broad upon the water, and since pulled as I liked, I could not budge the downhaul. That was the extent of what I could accomplish. For the rest, the Hispaniola must truck trust to luck, just like myself. And that's where we will pop it off for today. We'll continue this on tomorrow's show. Treasure Island, Robert Louis Stevenson. Red Oak and Amreb are having a little chat there. Uh, pick who for VP? Mainstream conservative capitulate to the enemy. To You're right, Red Oak. I'd pick Lake for B. I, you know, honestly, she would not be a bad choice at all. Carrie Lake as vice president, not only that, but if anything should happen to Trump, her as president, oh, yeah. She doesn't take any crap from anybody. She and Trump do have a lot in common. You're right, Amrib. All right. We need new laws for if you're already in government, you must resign that position to run for any other office. Bad idea. It's got some legs. All right. Hey, thank you, Red Oak 83, Amreb, and all the rest of you out there for jumping in on the show. Really do appreciate that. If you don't mind, please just show us your support. The easy free way to do that is to sign up for a Rumble account, hit the follow and the like button, the thumbs up button there. Really do appreciate that. It's free and it helps the show out a lot with the algorithms. <clears throat> we appreciate it. The other way you can help out the show is by checking out our sponsors. They are in the show notes. Blackout Coffee. Get yourself a great deal. We got a promo code there, J20 at checkout off your first order, 20%. All those other NordVPN, Skillshare, they're all in there. Brickhouse Nutrition. Give them a try, give them a shout, and uh, you'll be helping to support the show. That's going to do it. I will see you all again tomorrow. Thanks for watching. You just heard the Jay Sheldon Show. Join us Monday through Friday here on Rumble. Thanks for watching. Snort. <laughs>